The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 84 of the Pokemon Snapshot. How are you doing tonight, Josh? I am terrific. Jeff, what about you? I'm doing good. Um, I had I went to an interesting store today that my one of my wife's favorite stores, and I was it was it Costco? It was not Costco, though <laughs> I could give for some free samples. I love free samples. Same. Same. Um. No, so we have this store. It's called Jen's Liquidation. So it's a liquidation store. And okay. what they do is they just have, they get all this stuff, you know, they buy off of pallets and everything. Mm-hmm. It looks like a lot from Target. Because I, yeah. I don't know how Target makes money. Because it seems like all these stores are always buying pallets from Target. Uh-huh. Um, But so, and then they have just these bins around the store and... So they get their trucks on Friday. On Saturday, everything in the bins are $8. And then they're closed on Sunday. Everything in the bin? Yeah. Is it like stuff that's way more than $8 normally? Oh, yeah. So we've gotten... uh, Jesse got these... I don't know what the brand of doll is, but Kyrie got like a food truck that they could set... Because my parents own a food truck, so we thought it'd be cool. And it was in the $8 bin. And then Jesse looked up online. It was normally like $150. Whoa. Which surprised me because they do have, they call them large items, which are still cheap, but more expensive. And I'll get to that. This is where you need to do all your Christmas shopping. Oh, we did. We probably got so many presents and spent very little. Very nice. Uh, like today I got Kyrie. It was just, I think they had some runoff from Christmas. It was an advent calendar of like these Disney brands toys. Mm. So, you know, most advent calendars, you know, with kids things are like $30 and got it for $8. But then if I would go on a Monday, it's, I believe $5. And then Tuesday is $4. Wednesday is $3. Oh, because the selection is going to be yeah. less, I guess. And then Thursday, it's anything you can fit in a 13-gallon garbage bag for $20. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I, I don't know. Something about that is funny to me. They, do they just hand you garbage bags on the way? That's what like, I've been... Get, get what you can. That's what I've been told. <laughs> um, but... And then um, they have, as I said, some big items. So, like, today... I got the Guardians of the Galaxy Lego uh, ship Lego set, which I looked on Lego.com, and that typically sells for $160, mm-hmm. is its MSRP. How much it, you get it for? Well, it was marked at $75, which was a good deal. Mm-hmm. But anything with a blue dot was 10% off. Oh, and it, and so it, you got it for 60 something 68 50 Nice. So almost $100 off pretty solid yeah i have so jesse's like i probably should not have told you they have lego sets (laughs) well next time you can go and get me something and then just mail it to me yeah i mean it's great but so you remember when we did the episode princess versus princess 
remind me what that one was about that was the one where they entered the tournament and it was all about misty and jesse and they went shopping oh yeah 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 yeah. that's what i felt like when i went (laughs) so i guess people felt like a princess i felt like a princess um (laughs) people line up outside because they'll always post on friday what's like pictures and of course you Mm -hmm. can't tell everything you're getting everything that's in these bins Right. So I actually went because Jesse wanted me to pick up. They had a remote control Princess Peach vehicle. Oh, nice. But I couldn't find it. It was already gone. And I got there. It opened at 9. I got there at 9.05 this morning. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, but you, they, got, you got there five You got there five minutes late. I know. They, Probably like 25 minutes late. Yeah. So they put a... Uh, every time they post like the pictures of everything you can find. And that's how I knew my main thing. I wanted to go get that Lego set. Cause it, I could see that in the pictures mm-hmm. and could see what the price was. Um, but every time they post it, they always put it at the bottom. And just as a reminder, we do not moderate the line outside the adults. <laughs> and, but then Jesse said, there's never a line. So people just line up before they open. And mm-hmm. I, what's so yeah, it's like princess versus princess because you go in and it honestly i told jesse after i called her after i got done and i'm like i was overwhelmed <laughs> i go th- it's oh, str- sure it stressed me out and jesse goes I'm- i like it it's it's fun of the fight <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if they do black friday there that's where like <clears throat> there should be designated like places where people that want to go fight over stuff for black friday can go fight and just, like, televise it, and then whoever gets it gets the thing for free. Like, if you're fighting over a PS5, whoever wins the fight, or is still alive at the end, gets to take the PS5. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it was crazy. And what's funny is I'm standing in line waiting to check out, and I can tell there's, like, regulars, because someone, the person in front of me, I heard the cashier call her by name. <laughs> <laughs> Those deal hunters. Yeah, well, and I'm pretty sure some people are even there to get things and then resell them. Mm. I mean, just think, I bought this thing for $68.50, and I could probably resell it for $125, and whoever bought it from me would still be making a deal. That sounds like a solid business model. Let's quit our jobs and do that, Jeff. Yeah, no, that's too stressful. <laughs> uh, and then- I'll, I'll go to the place and do all the shopping, and you let me live in your basement and <laughs> eat all your food for free, and then we'll make a killing. Uh, and then the only other thing I picked up, I got Ticket to Ride the Europe version for eight dollars. Nice. Which I think Ticket to Ride is usually like a fifty to sixty dollar game. Nice. So. I wonder if there's a liquidation place around here. Yeah, you should just look because we have another one around us. They don't do as good of deals, but they get a bunch of stuff like off a of pallet and mark it down. Mm-hmm. For for Christmas, one of Kyrie's presents was they had like the Galarian Rapidash Pokemon card set, and they uh-huh. got, had a ton of them at the store, and they sold them for ten dollars. And I looked on Amazon, and they were normally thirty five dollars. Nice. So I'm looking now. We have this one's for jewelry, which I don't care anything about that. Oh, that looks like it might be something. I don't know. I'll have to look more into it. You'll have to look, but... I'm not going to scroll through Google while we're recording. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's like a drug. Now I want to go back. I want to go next Saturday. See what I can find. You found something to do every Saturday? Every Saturday morning, yes. No, I I can't afford to go every Saturday morning. But it's only $8, Jeff. It, It is only $8, but... 
Maybe if I find one or two things. But no, like people are crazy. There were like families and they brought their bags and like shoving things into bags to make sure people <laughs> don't. There were people setting like one of their workers was going around and she had to ask someone, is this your pile? <laughs> uh, I would go on Thursdays with like my 30 gallon garbage bag or whatever, 13 gallon garbage bag. Um, and I would go get a bunch of stuff and then I would put on a, a disguise. And, like, come back later with, like, another garbage bag and be like, oh, I gotta get some stuff. <laughs> gotta buy the kids some presents. Yeah, and I was talking to Jesse. I'm like, how, I go, people set up these piles. How do they, how are they sure people don't take things from the piles? Or <laughs> and Jesse goes, honestly, I've thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> they set up one of their kids there as a guard with, like, a plastic sword they got on aisle six. <laughs> and that's the thing, this... Uh, they were selling like a cuisine art, like what? air fryer, like a wow. fancy air fryer for like $125. Did you say cuisine art? Is that how you pronounce it? It's cuisine art. Whatever. <laughs> I, I've only. Cuisine, cuisine art. I thought you were talking about something for like kids where they like, <laughs> where they made like fake food. <laughs> cuisine art. Whatever. That sounds like that's another million dollar idea there too. There we go. Teaching we... kids how to cook. All right, that is what <laughs> I did today. I was being fighting other princesses for items. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't play golf in sub zero temperatures. I did break. I did break ninety though. What is considered a sub zero temperature in Alabama? Uh, the forties. The forties. <laughs> it was seventeen degrees when I was at the store because I looked at my right. car and I'm like, "Am I gonna have to wait outside?" But no, I didn't have to wait outside. Nice. Yeah, it was fun though. I broke ninety. That's good. I don't know what that means. Uh, it means I'm really bad, but I'm not really, really, really uh, bad. Okay. Yeah. The only golf I play is Mario Golf, and let's yeah. be honest, the Switch Mario Golf isn't that good. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, what else have you been up to? Really not a lot. School started back, and that sucks, but it's been okay. Um, <laughs> so hopefully no one that knows me uh listen to the, well hopefully people that do know me do listen to this but hopefully no one that I don't know that listens to this wait hold on hopefully people that know, <laughs> hopefully people that know me that I don't know listen to the show listen to the show if that makes any sense because so one of so we have three principals at my school the head principal uh and then two assistant principals um and what I was really close with one of the assistant principals. He's like one of the best people I've ever met, but he got a job as a head principal at another school. Uh, this was like a week before Christmas break started. <clears throat> so they've been like interviewing people um, to replace him. And they hired a guy and he started on uh, Tuesday. <laughs> Is he a tool? I'll, I'll never know because he quit on Thursday. Oh. <laughs> I don't really know what was going through. I don't really know what was going through his head, but yeah, he made it about a day and a half, which is, is, has broken the record for the employee that was at my school. The least amount of time. Two years ago, we had a guy who uh, taught civics for four days. Um, but this guy, Wanted to be a, an assistant principal and made it a day and a half. I'm pretty sure he thought he was going to come in and just kick his feet up and coast on that pay bump. And then he got to my school and realized that was never going to happen and was and just like deuced. Just like peace straight out. We kind of had the same thing happen at my job, but less time. 
less time. Yeah, so we've been looking for a new case manager ever since ours quit in uh, mm-hmm. October. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so case manager is like a social worker. Uh-huh. Um, and so our boss tells like, oh, yeah, we got a new case manager coming. Her name's Angela. And so in November... So in Michigan, I think I've told you, we have the world's largest, one of the largest Christmas stores. It's Mm -hmm. very famous. Uh, In December, my job, like all the support team, we all go to this Christmas store. We're supposed to get ornaments and they, with our residents, they put the residents name on it. For my team, we get all the workers names on it. Mm -hmm. And so our boss sends us the text. When you pick one, it needs to have these names on it. And we're like, and one of the names was Angela. Mm Mm-hmm. And because she was the new case manager that was supposed to be starting that Monday. And this was the Friday before that. So since she's starting so close to us getting that, we might as well put her on our ornament. Right. Monday comes around and we have our team meeting. It's our we have a team meeting every other week. And we ask, oh, we haven't met the new case manager. And our boss goes, that's because she never showed up to orientation. (laughs) So she made it negative two days. Wow. Did y'all still at least put her uh, ornament up on the tree. <laughs> well, here's the thing is she is on our Christmas ornament from this year. And our running joke is what, cause we still have like two other people to full still fill our team. We keep saying one of them has to be named Angela. Yeah, I know you got to go through all the applicants and find one named Angela, whether she's qualified or not, you've already had the ornament made. <laughs> so yeah, we, we have this random person named Angela on our ornament because <laughs> she never showed That's up. Funny. Yeah, but basically, this I think either the guy thought he was going to be able to kick his feet up, or he's just super soft, and or or a combination of both. Was this his first assistant principal job? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Which I mean, he literally didn't even walk up on the seventh grade hall. I didn't see him around anywhere. He was just like nowhere to be found until he literally was nowhere to be found because he went back to to his other school. <laughs> Well, hope he does. Hope he yeah, finds I, a school I, that I, works I, for him. I wish him the best, but also, I kind of think you're a pansy. <laughs> All right, let's get on to some Pokemon news. So, this Pokemon news happened a, like a month ago, but somehow I never got notified. And now I'll explain why I'm angry about it because. There are new Pokemon Funkos coming out. They're supposed to come mm-hmm. out between January and March. Right. I've seen different dates based on Amazon and GameStop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the three that are coming out are Oshawott, Espeon, and Munchlax. Espeon looks sweet. Yes. Um, you at least know Espeon, right? Yes. Okay. Correct. It, I have no idea what the other two are. All right. So, so Munchlax is uh, Snorlax's pre-evolved form. I hate the name Munchlax. Oh, wow. It sounds like like you're just downing bottles of X-Lax. And then uh, Oshawott is the water starter for Gen 4. No, Gen 5. Mm. Uh, So, but here's the problem. Do they just, like, just put, like, all the Pokemon that don't have Funkos on, like, a dartboard and just throw some darts, and then whichever ones they land on, they make a Funko out of them? So, sometimes I feel that way, but other times, it's weird, because, like, they came out with Dragonite, which is obviously a popular Pokemon, mm-hmm. but then you have Rattata, or Caterpie. <laughs> like, Caterpie's the least likely one that I f- thought would ever get a Funko. I, Maybe because it's cute? 
Maybe. I understand Espeon because they still don't have all the evolutions. Yeah. Uh, the Espeon one looks really cool, too. Uh, Munchlax, I, Munchlax has kind of a fan following. Mm. And I believe Oshawott does, too. Um, but here's the thing. So I went on Amazon once I saw the article. I'm like, oh, and I pre-ordered Espeon and I pre-ordered Munchlax. Mm-hmm. I could not find the pre-order link for Oshawott. So finally, I was able to pre-order it from GameStop. I'm like, whatever. And I said, I'll pick it up because I'm not going to pay the extra shipping and handling for you to ship one Funko to me. Two days later, GameStop sent me an email that they canceled my pre-order. What? Because they, didn't, don't have, they won't have enough in stock. That's lame. Yeah, so I don't know how I'm going to get Oshawott because if I'm missing the one, I'm going to be mad. Maybe they'll show up at the liquidation store and you'll get it for $8. Maybe. Which really <laughs> isn't a steal when you count Funko Pops. Oh. Well, I do like how I brought that one full circle. Yeah, it is. But, so, if anyone ever finds a live link to Oshawott, please send it my way in the Discord because I cannot pre-order Oshawott. I tried Best Buy. Best Buy does not usually, does not allow pre-orders for Funkos. It's not fun. Uh, GameStop obviously canceled it, and um, Amazon is selling them like third party, and they're not even live yet. So that's just all sounds super lame. Yeah, it might be one I'll have to just bite the bullet and pay above value just to get it. Yeah, and I don't like to do that. All right, and then the last bit of Pokemon news. Um, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Not too long ago, Pokemon released a Pokemon 1000 video on YouTube celebrating that there are now over 1000 Pokemon in the Pokedex. That's insanity. It is insanity. Um, it's really cool how they did it. So it starts off uh, showing the Pokemon, showing your like the original red picking. And then it shows Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, and it comes out counter. Then it's going through. So it doesn't like really slowly go through the Pokemon. It just starts throwing Pokemon at you, yeah. and then every time a new Pokemon comes on screen, the counter goes up. Nice. Uh, they, like, do all the bug Pokemon all at once, and the, there was, like, themes to it, and it was a really well-done video, so I would recommend anyone, if you're just a fan of Pokemon, which I hope you are <laughs> listening to this show, <laughs> uh, but it's a very well-done video, and it is crazy. I believe there are now 1,008 Pokemon. Wow. And I guess that doesn't even count all the variants. Yeah. And I, I know, I'm over here still only knowing 151. <laughs> 152, you knew who Espeon was. 152. <laughs> you know, when we get to Johto, I'm sure you will recognize more Generation 2 Pokemon than you I, think. I, I probably know, or have seen, or have heard the names of like 250, even if I can't picture them. Yeah. Because I've, I've played like some a few generation two and three games it was just a, a while ago yeah my i would say my issue is once i get past generation three and even some of the generation three pokemon it's hard mm -hmm. to remember which pokemon's from which generation yeah oh, i'm sure crazy a thousand is crazy though i wonder if they ever thought like when they were releasing red and blue if they ever thought there would be a thousand like 20 something years later yeah it i I can't believe it's gone to that number, and it's only going to get bigger from here. Yep. 
2,000 Pokemon. Yeah, I'm going to run years. out of room for all those Funkos. <laughs> we will be dead before they stop making Pokemon. <laughs> okay. So. You'll have to pass them all to Kyrie. Yeah, that's what, that's my joke is when I'm finally gone from this world, my daughters will be like, Dad just left us a bunch of plastic. <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to split them up in the will. At, at least um, clearing out my room, my stuff will be fun. <laughs> that's true <laughs> they're like oh, these are dad's stupid dolls just throw them away <laughs> no they're worth something <laughs> alright let's continue on so our question of the week this week was when have you met someone new and hit it off right away so we had an answer from Tyler previous host of this show he says, we were always destined to be together, Jeff. That fateful meeting in the laundry room at Bartlett where you annoyed me into voting for you for president was destiny. <laughs> and that is how Tyler and I met. And actually, we didn't even become friends. Only We became friends the next semester because we ended up uh, living on the same dorm, dorm hallway. Nice. So I just randomly started talking to him, saying, hey, I'm running for president. I also did not get president because, you know. School elections are just a popularity contest. Oh, uh, 100%. It's all rigged. Even in college. So, hate it. Um, Kate said, I once bumped into a local mom at an ice cream shop, and we've been friends for the last six years. We hit it off right away. I've also had the honor of meeting so many great friends of at LARP. Josh, that's live action role playing. I I've seen Hawkeye. I know what LARP is. <laughs> I love making friends when I'm playing villains. When they meet me out of game, they like me so much more. Uh, I've always wanted a LARP. But there's nothing around here. I feel like it would be so much more fun to be a villain than a hero. Heroes are lame. Villains are way cooler than vil uh, heroes to me. Oh yeah, when I'm like reading um, the, the Pokemon Adventures manga to Kairi every night... Like when a Team Rocket or Giovanni's on screen, mm -hmm. I just love doing the villain's voice. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I can't wait for the new uh, Hogwarts Legacy game to come out, since you can be an evil wizard. Because I'm just gonna be going around Avada Kedavraing. <laughs> I'll just go straight up to the headmaster and Avada Kedavra, uh, Avada Kedavra him. I'm so excited for that, that game. It's gonna be Simon Pegg, and he's playing uh, Phineas Nigellus, or however you pronounce his name black yeah yeah That's i did see cool. that i i am so excited for that game even though we all know the creator of her of it is trash oh you're talking about JK the, the author yeah not the creator uh, of i the thought games. you were talking about the game i was like i, I don't know who <laughs> made the game <laughs> sorry i i didn't yeah that we all know that jk rowling is not a great person unfortunately strange i feel like literally all you had to do was just Shut. Say nothing. Yeah. Just say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> say nothing. You say it best when you say nothing at all. That's I a... love when you. I love when you sing sweet nothings <laughs> into my ear, Jeff. <laughs> um, but I could go all day about how she's horrible, but why I still want to do. Can't wait for Hogwarts Legacy, but don't have time for that. Um, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot or send us an email at thepokemonsnapshot at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, so look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listening app if you're choosing, so other Pokemon fans just like yourself can find the podcast. All right. Oh, we also have an education. That's what we decided we're calling it, right? Yes, education. It's it. 
perfectly fits with Pokemon because of all the awful puns. Okay. So And I will take credit for that awful pun. Why did you just folks. delete the education? Because I'm moving it for next time. It's gonna go right here. Okay, I'm like, I'm trying to read this education, and Josh <laughs> just deletes it. Sorry, I probably should have waited, but here we go. Here we go. Okay, yeah, I was, I don't know why I put it down there. I Maybe I was tired. Um, so, our education is f- from Kate, obviously, where she educates us about the ignorance we put out into the world. <laughs> uh, and she, because, the, and this was regarding Spiro, because we were trying to be like, oh, Spiro's such a small bird. But she actually says that four pounds of weight for a one foot tall bird is so heavy. Mm. The broad shoulder hawk I cared for. Of course you cared for a broad shoulder hawk, Kate. <laughs> i i kate you need to write a memoir and i need to read it yeah where do you even come into possession of a broad shoulder i mean they live uh she lives up there in the northeast i feel like that's what they're all doing in the new england states fair enough uh there's i don't think there's anything else to do depending on where you live uh i know she lives in connecticut oh there's nothing to do. With I've never been to Connecticut. I will go there one day because I have friends in Connecticut I've never met in person. Kate being uh-huh. one of them. Uh-huh. I've been to Connecticut once. I saw Jerry Seinfeld do stand up. Uh, but she, it was it was okay. Talking about her broad shoulder hawk, she said I cared for the broad shoulder hawk I cared for was about thirteen inches tall and weighed around one pound. Birds are so light, which I do know it's because their bones are hollow. Mm, I guess that's why they can fly yeah i think so and then she goes on to say our red-tailed hawk and (laughs) again she has these birds um this is from the same lady who resuscitated a guinea pig i was gonna say she's like the lady in home alone too (laughs) (laughs) the pigeon lady except except, yeah except with hawks (laughs) except for hawks and this is this is her this is your new villain kate it's the hawk lady or hawk yeah, hawk lady, and you got just killer hawks that <laughs> um, you nurse back to health and you use to destroy your enemies. <laughs> this is going off topic, but this I actually talked about this when I was on the Engage Family Gaming podcast uh, because we started talking about the Yakuza series and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Your mage is this homeless guy, and one of his magic spells is he throws birdseed at his enemies and the <laughs> pigeons peck them to death. That's pretty funny. Yeah. But okay, continuing on, she says our red-tailed hawk was three pounds, but almost double the height. Spiro is chonky. Chonky. It's okay. He'll grow out of it. I used to be chonky when I was in middle school. <laughs> so. All right. So, Josh, are we finally ready to get into the episode? Finally. It's been almost 30, almost 30 minutes of us just talking about nonsense. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're here for, as in their yeah. nonsense. Yeah. All right. I love our nonsense, I, though. I think our nonsense is one of the best parts of the show. So do I, and you, and oh. more of you should listen to it. Believe me, I yeah. see the little stats. People skip yeah. it, but I don't know why, because Josh and I are such interesting people. <laughs> it makes me, our nonsense makes me happy. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. All right. So this episode was titled Friend and Foe Alike, or as it was known in Japanese, Indigo Stadium versus Richie. <laughs> the, 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 the punctuation here is just an abomination, but we'll forgive them. Yeah. The exclamation points. 
Um, it aired on January 14th, 1999 in Japan and on November 27th, 1999 in the United States. Again, exactly a year after we are recording this. Crazy. Uh, if we can keep it up, it, it might be able to stay like this for a few weeks at least. Yeah. Um, all right, Josh, let's get into the episode. Let's not get into this episode, Jeff, because you've got to hit us with a recap from last week. All right. During last week's episode, Ash gets the day off after winning his first four matches. Uh, while he is on the elevator, a random boy does the most annoying thing you can do on the elevator by making people wait for him to enter it. <laughs> like, seriously, you know, you know, we don't want you. We, you know, you don't want to just sit around and wait. Yeah, I feel like he and Ash become such quick friends because they're kindred spirits. Just annoying 10-year-old boys. Uh, the power goes out, and since he has stolen cars in the past, he knew how to jumpstart the elevator right away. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Team Rocket is making a scheme and asking all trainers to give them their Pokeballs. Ash- they, need to ins- they need to inspect their balls. Yes. Uh, Ash and Richie fall for it, but Team Rocket gives themselves away by saying their names. Uh, Ash and Rishi ch- <laughs> chase after Team Rocket, and after having a bro sleepover under the stars, they get everyone's Pokemon back. Ash then goes to randomly select who his next opponent is, and it is... Richie. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you for that riveting recap, Jeffrey. Jumping into the episode, it is the night before the match, and Ash is having an existential crisis worrying about fighting Richie. He says... Everything happens to me. Yes, the kid who stumbles bass backwards into everything he's ever gotten in his life is really trying to play the victim here, isn't he? <laughs> I will say, I like looking at like when they change, like what changed from the Japanese original to the dub, because he is mm-hmm. definitely not as whiny in the Japanese version. Because in yeah. that version, he's just saying, so my next match is against Richie, huh? That isn't going to be easy. Like, he's humble about it. Yeah. <laughs> Everything happens to me. Uh, Misty uses the newly invented World Wide Web to look up information on Richie and finds out that he rules and Ash rules. Uh, he, he's only used three Pokemon in each match he's fought so far. Charmander, Pikachu, and Butterfree. Ash is booty herded that Richie rules so hard, uh, but he won't let his new friend stand in his way of winning the Pokemon League. Yeah, so... During this scene, she says they are going to look at the Pokemon League database. My question is, how is it Ash's fifth match and he just now is hearing about this? <laughs> because it's Ash and he's a moron. They probably told him the first day. It's like, if you want to look up information on your opponents, use this. And he was like, oh, I'm hungry. Let's go eat. <laughs> I was going to say also, or is it just uh, Misty and Brock being jerks and not telling him? Mm. They're like, Tough love. They're like, ah, oh, if he just gets out quickly, we won't have to be here very long. <laughs> um. Also, during this scene, you know, Ash says, well, he's going to beat Richie. And Missy says, how can you dream when you are wide awake? <laughs> Which is a great line. Oh, well. Um, in the Japanese version, she's not even, she's not nearly as nice either. Because she just tells him he better starts packing his bags. <laughs> So they have no hope in Ash here. Yeah. And can you blame them? Not really. At the Pokemon Center, Richie picks up his Pokemon before running into Ash. They promise to make this the best match ever. And let me tell you, this vow is going to age like milk. 
Uh, Nurse Joy, or, or yeah, Nurse Joy. I almost said Nurse Jackie, but that's a TV show. Uh, <laughs> Nurse <laughs> Nurse Joy tells Ash that he's lucky to fight his friend because even if he loses, his friend wins. And this statement ages like Paul Rudd. Uh, even if it is some hippy-dippy nonsense. And you know I'm normally here all the way here for some hippy-dippy nonsense. Uh, when Ash and Richie meet each other, you could definitely cut that tension with a knife. Mm-hmm. Like, they want to be friends, but they know they're both standing in each other's way. Also... It, it's, like, it's like the episode with me and Tyler. Yeah. Both on. <laughs> they were both trying to fight for my affection. Exactly. But, but we, we all know who won. Uh... <laughs> also during this scene, like Ash never asked for any advice from Nurse Joy. Come on, just stay in your lane. Like, yeah, take the Pokeballs, heal the Pokemon, and send them back. Don't, don't. We're not <laughs> give us advice when we ask for advice. Not do your do your job, lady. <laughs> Team Rocket watches from the Pokemon Center uh, Pokemon Center roof, and I'm honestly not really sure how they even accessed it. Um, but they are admiring Ash and Richie's friendship from afar. Jessie says something in her childhood prevented her from having friends, and James said it must have been her personality. She, for some reason, has a fan, like a one of those big giant fans that you can use as a weapon in Super Smash Brothers, uh, and knocks the taste out of his mouth. Jessie says Ash and Richie's friendship will actually work in their to their advantage. I I noted this line as well between Jessie and James because it, it made me laugh. Just the delivery was perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, the phone in Team Ash's Airbnb rings, and Misty answers. It's Richie who asks to speak to Ash. Richie calls her some names and demands she put Ash on the phone, and Misty does not take this well and throws Ash the phone, saying she knew this kid was too good to be true. And any kids who are listening, this is like a phone, like a cordless phone, not a cell phone. Mm-hmm. This thing has some weight behind it as she's throwing it at him. Yep. Uh, yeah, Richie calls her names. I honestly don't remember the names he calls her in the English version, but I can yeah. say in the Japanese version, he calls her a snot-nosed violent girl. Is he wrong, though? Maybe about the snot-nosed, but she's definitely violent, which we will see later on in yeah. this episode. Very true. Uh, it turns out that this voice is actually Jessie using a voice modulator to sound like Richie. She tells Ash to meet Richie in the woods and to bring Pikachu. Brock tells Ash not to be late to his match, and Ash says two things he's never late for are a meal and a Pokemon match. And at least Ash is becoming self-aware. Yeah, that that is for sure. But I do want to say, he didn't get any a tiny bit, like, wondering if something's up. Like, you want to meet in the random woods, not like in Pokemon Village or at a restaurant. And why do you want me to bring Pikachu? Yeah. No, this is Ash we're talking about, of course. Uh, he had no idea. Uh, Ash runs out in a field where he finds an obviously fake Richie robot that totally fools him into coming closer so Team Rocket can capture him and Pikachu in a net. That's not a fake sentence. That's exactly what happened in the show. Uh, Jesse says capturing him was so easy because he's brainless, and Meowth says if Ash is brainless and always beats them, then what does that say about them? Uh, <laughs> this is probably the, the funniest line in the whole uh, episode because Jesse and James both turn on him and, and like, like kind of whisper shout at the same time. They say, don't let him hear you say that. <laughs> and that made me laugh really hard. Uh... They throw Ash and Pikachu in a van and speed off with time ticking away before the mash against Richie begins. 
So not only is Ash becoming self-aware, but so is Team Rocket. Wow, we've had a lot of character development in this in one first in these first eighty-four <laughs> or what <laughs> in in the la- the first five minutes of the eighty-fourth episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Missy and Brock wonder where Ash went, hoping he went ahead to the stadium with Richie. Uh, Team Rocket's van begins to fill with water because Ash has Squirtle flood the whole thing. They hop out and run towards the stadium as Richie enters the spotlights. So, Ash's way to escape was to possibly drown himself? I guess. Like, what if this didn't work? What What if the windows exploded with the pressure and he, like, all the glass just went into the water? <laughs> what if Team Rocket just rolled down the windows and let the water out? I, I just, I found so many flaws in this plan. Well, I mean, I don't think, I don't think Ash planned it out. I think he just thought of the first thing that he tried, that he could have. Um, wait a minute. Isn't this, isn't this the second episode in a row that Team Rocket has gotten him in a van? Yeah, and both times they've been, like, damaged, so why do the... Why do they keep renting them out the vans? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I feel. I feel like they would have like an alert in their system that says like, "Please don't rent our vans to Team Rocket. We never get them back in one piece." <laughs> uh, Team Rocket follows Ash, running on the van's axle like those people who try to balance on the floating log and whatever that competition is called. I didn't bother to look. The it lumberjack up. competitions. Yeah, that's that's exactly. What my I my dad used to watch those. Yeah, they're pretty cool. But yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking about, they cut like a big log and throw it in a lake somewhere. And then some lumberjacks will stand on top and they try to balance it. And it'll like spin in the water like a little, it'll spin. And they just try to balance on it. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's cool. Back, back in the day when, you know, there was just random television channels because somehow all television channels were making money. Like, I think it was, like, called Outdoor, the Outdoor Channel, and it would they would randomly air those, like, competitions on, like, a Sunday morning. Because I yeah. definitely remember watching them before, like, church. Because they had other competitions where they had to, like, saw a tree as fast as they could. And, <laughs> and it was, some of them were, like, pick up, like, a boulder and set, and set the boulder on, like, a table or something like that. <laughs> It's like whatever, whatever the lumberjacks did in the woods to like entertain themselves, they just made it into a real competition. Yeah, there was one where it was like just having to climb a pole as fast as you can. It, yeah, it was a. They've got to still do those competitions. They're just not televised sure. anymore. Yeah, the swimsuit portion of the competition was really just whoever had the nicest flannel shirt. <laughs> um. The uh. They're spinning on the axle, but they crash. And this is also really funny. They go, it looks like we're okay. And they jump up and hop to their feet because it made it sound like this. They were saying it looks like we're blasting off again, but they were okay. Um, Ash has Bulbasaur vine whip them and Pikachu shock them. Ash runs away or runs again, but they somehow acquire bikes and chase them down, attacking with a wheezing. Surrounded by smog, they give Ash the ultimatum of handing over Pikachu or missing his match. Ash, remembering his promise to Richie, steals one of their bikes, or as he calls it, borrowing. Uh, I did like, in the Japanese version, he says he promises to bring it back one day, which is the exact same promise he makes to Misty <laughs> in the very first episode when he steals her bike. I really... Oh! 
do you think he'll give Misty a bike in the last and like the whatever they're gonna do to finish off Ash's story? Maybe and like they, it would be really funny if they did that. And like the eleven episodes they are airing after the fi- mm-hmm. this, yeah that that would be interesting because I think one thing I keep seeing in like the Pokemon Reddit and just Pokemon on Twitter and everyone's complaining that he still has never given her back her bike. Yeah, it's really funny. And that would be that would be a very nice bow to put on Ash's saga. That would. Uh, they've released some of the episode titles. Uh, I know one has to do with Brock, and I learned just by doing some research that Brock becomes a doctor somewhere. Mm. Which really that, bothers me mm, because of yeah. the... Con- <laughs> well, Brock becoming a doctor is one thing, but the continuity where supposedly Ash is still 10 years old, but somehow Brock found time <laughs> to get his doctorate. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. My 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 thought like brain went to him having access to all the, the medication that he can use to knock women out with <laughs> because like <laughs> I, as i said i've been watching pokemon journeys and uh one episode he met one of the gym leaders from johto which mm-hmm. in our time was like 20 years ago yeah but in his time, I'm like, well, I guess, yeah, it, it'll... It, how how long has it been? A few months? <laughs> I I don't know. Thinking of the Pokemon timeline and continuity just makes my head hurt. Yeah, same. And I'm sure the farther we get into trying to review as many episodes as possible, the more our heads we're going to try to make it make sense, and it the more yeah. it will not make sense. Sometimes you just got to accept it. Maybe when Mewtwo killed him, he actually did kill him, and he never got revived, and this is just all in Ash's head. So he never grows... It's, like, it's like his dying thought. Yeah, so he never grows up because oh. he only knows himself as a 10-year-old. I there, saw- is a, there, there is a theory about in Peter Pan, like the, uh, the Lost Boys in Never Never Land, that they're all dead, and that's why they never age. There we go. We so maybe I think Ash we, is in Never 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 Neverland. Think we solved the mystery. Yeah, <laughs> very. De- it's a very depressing answer to that mystery. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll try to tie this all together as we watch more episodes. Okay. All right. So after Ash steals the bike, he it does cut to a commercial break. So we are going to go to our Who's That Pokemon segment. Who's that Pokemon? Alright, our Who's That Pokemon for this week. Uh, as, like last week, we didn't really have a Pokemon of the episode, so I picked a Pokemon that really doesn't get a lot of love and that we're going to have to talk to eventually, so might as well talk about them now. We're going to talk about Kakuna, who in Japanese is known as Kakun. <laughs> See, again, should have just named Spiro Bird. Yep. Uh, some basic information on Kakuna. It's number 14 in the Pokedex. It's a bug and poison type. It is two feet tall and weighs 22 pounds. Now, we thought the one foot four pound bird was big. This is a two foot 22 pound bug. Yep. Cocoon. Which is, well, I guess it does evolve into Beedrill, which it's got to be big to be like a massive bee. So, yeah, make, makes sense. Well, Beedrills are terrifying, which I think we've said many times. Mm hmm. Um, and its category is, it's known as the Cocoon Pokemon. And it evolves into Beedrill at level 10. Alright, some origin about Kakuna. 
Kakuna may be its name. Kakuna may be a corruption of Cocoon, or it is. And then its Japanese name, Cocoon, <laughs> is literally Cocoon. <laughs> uh, what is Kakuna based off of? Kakuna appears to be based on the pupil stage of a bee or wasp. Its tendency to dangle from thread, as seen in the anime and some spinoff games, may also be based on certain par- parasitoid wasps that build cocoons. It's like my sanity dangling from a thread. <laughs> All right, Kakuna's biology. Kakuna is a yellow insect cocoon-like Pokemon. Kakuna has a dome-shaped head and black triangular eyes with glowing white pupils. It has two scythe-like arms in the middle of its body. When it comes close to evolving, its body gives off heat that makes it warm to the touch. Kakuna remains virtually immobile and waits for evolution, often hanging from tree branches by long strands of silk. When attacked, however, it can extend its poison barbs. Kakuna nests in temperate forests and misty wooded areas. Occasionally, it will also nest at the mouth of tunnels and caves, as seen in Pokemon Snap. Alright, some Pokedex entries on Kakuna. Red and Blue says, Almost incapable of moving, this Pokemon can only harden its shell to protect itself from predators. Pokemon Yellow says, Able to move only slightly. When endangered, it may stick out its stinger and poison its enemy. Uh, Pokemon Stadium says, Because it is virtually motionless, it may appear dead. Inside, however, a new body is being made. I almost heard that it may appear dead inside. I mean, Mm. I might appear dead inside too. Uh, Pokemon Silver says, from this form, it will grow into an adult. As its body becomes softer, the external shell hardens. Uh, Pokemon Crystal says, nearly incapable of movement, it leans against stout trees while waiting for its evolution. (laughs) Stout trees. Yeah. As opposed to... Thin trees? Thin trees, yeah, I don't know. Uh, And then Ruby and Sapphire says, Kakuna remains virtually immobile as it clings to a tree. However, on the inside, it is extremely busy as it prepares for its coming evolution. This is evident from how hot the shell becomes to the touch. And then some... Do you have something? Uh, I'll say it after you finish this one. Uh, Then some trivia on Kakuna. In the Pokemon Red and Blue beta, Cocoon was its prototype English name for Kakuna. This is the same as its Romanized Japanese name. Mm. I always kind of feel bad for uh, Pokemon like Kakuna and... um, Metapod. Metapod and... uh, What are like the other super lame ones that don't do anything? Magikarp. Silcoon. Cascoon. Yeah. And, and just any of them in general, like, they always get a bad rap, but it's not their fault that they're completely useless. Well, I think the thing is, like, Magikarp people, Magikarp's pretty popular because it'll eventually evolve into Gyarados, but not very many people are like, ooh, Beedrill. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I mean, when I would play, like, Pokemon Red and Blue or even Yellow, I would typically, you know, uh, get a Caterpie because Butterfree is cool and you could teach Butterfree Confusion. Mm-hmm. Especially if you start with Charmander, getting a Butterfree was one of the easiest ways to take down Brock so you could use Confusion. Yeah. But besides that, you know, typically those Pokemon don't stay in your team for very long. Right. I just remember anytime I would, <clears throat> I was trying to like make my Pokemon stronger, I would always be happy to fight a Kakuna because it was like the only thing a Kakuna does is use Harden, it does nothing. Yeah. Same with Metapod. All right, and that is our Who's That Pokemon segment on Kakuna. Who's that Pokemon? 
Back into the episode, the announcer at the stadium explains that if Ash doesn't show up uh, to class 15 minutes after it has started, then everyone can leave. Um, kids, you'll get that joke one day if you uh, choose to go to college. Um, I never I never needed any reason to leave class because uh, I just never went, at least when I was an undergrad. Um, that was just standard operating procedure for me. Uh, if Ash doesn't make it to the match on time, then he's going to have to forfeit and um, Richie will win. Uh, I will also say that that 15 minute thing is also just like an old wives tale and not an actual like policy in most schools. I mean, maybe, but... But typically, if the professor doesn't show up after 15 minutes, yeah, they're not showing up anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I did one time, though, we were waiting, got to 15 minutes, and we were all leaving, except for my table. We were the last ones, because we were all confused, because this teacher, this professor never missed class. And mm-hmm. as my table's leaving, she's running into her, wait, 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 I guess... Um, she had a doctor's appointment, and she told them to put a sign on the door that she was going to be 15 minutes late, and they never put the sign on the door. Ah. So, it wasn't her fault. So, but, alright, going on. Uh, during this scene, it does show Professor Oak and Ash's mom, and Ash's mom hopes that Ash isn't in trouble, and then Oak nonchalantly says, he probably is, but he always gets out of it. (laughs) Did you notice that Professor Oak looked particularly, like, he had been laying out? He looks like more tanned than usual. I guess I didn't pay attention, but maybe yeah. he went back to the Seafone Islands when... I guess so. Um, it could have just been that my screen was darker for some reason, but I'm pretty sure he looked like he had a tan. Uh, the one question I have is, why isn't anyone looking for Ash? Because it's Ash, and, and ultimately, everyone hopes he's lost. At least I do. Uh, Misty runs onto the field and assaults Richie for what she thinks he said over the phone. He has no idea what she's talking about, and she believes him. I love Misty because she is a true ride or die. This was such a weird scene because it shows the scene from the stadium, and all you see is Misty just wailing on Richie. (laughs) I'm, like, surprised an officer Jenny did not run out of there and arrest her. Like, you shouldn't just be able to assault performers. So I'm going to tell the story. Uh, Josh knows I'm a huge professional wrestling fan, Mm -hmm. and this might have been 2021. So so two years ago. Uh, It was the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. And Bret Hart was giving his Hall of Fame speech uh, because him and and Jim Neidhart were inducted as the Hart Foundation. And a guy jumped the barrier, ran in, and tackled him. Oh, Lord. Yeah. But the problem is, you got to understand that uh, when you're watching the Hall of Fame ceremony, like... All the fans are in the stands, but on the floor in like assigned seats are all the wrestlers. Is that mm-hmm. really the place you want to jump? <laughs> no, it sounds like the worst possible place. Uh, and I guess from the articles I read, some wrestlers took liberties and like like actually punched the guy, which mm. he kind of deserved for doing that. Like yeah. he just because I was confused because I I love the Hall of Fame ceremony and I was watching right. it and like the screen just goes black. Like, they cut the feed for a short time. And I'm like, what's going on? Then after finding out, oh, someone jumped in and tackled Bret Hart while he was giving his Hall of Fame speech. It's like when uh, Will Smith slapped uh, Chris Rock live on, (laughs) 
live during the Oscars or whatever. Yeah, but but they they didn't they didn't cut the feed for that though, did they? They cut the audio. Did they? Oh, well, yeah. probably because of swearing. Yeah. No, yeah, for the That's... Bret Hart thing, they cut the feed. Why, why would you why would you ever want to tackle a professional wrestler? You got to be a moron. Yeah, well, Bret Hart's old, so maybe, but um, he's also surrounded by professional wrestlers. Yeah, true. Uh, Team Rocket appears above Ash in their hot air balloon and sends out the claw! Liar, liar reference. Uh, to capture him. Tell me you've seen Liar, Liar. And I have seen Liar, okay, Liar, good. yes. Okay, good. Um, Pidgeotto and Pikachu quickly put a stop to this, and Team Rocket is blasted off once again. Uh, Pidgeotto begins pulling the entire balloon towards the stadium. So, as you said, you say liar, liar, but when I saw I was thinking of Toy Story, which is a different claw. The claw. <laughs> Both of our impressions were perfect. <laughs> and don't let anyone on Twitter or in the Discord tell us difference. Tell us any different. Um, the judge comes out to tell Richie that he is one due to forfeit, but Richie asks him to wait for Ash to show up. Uh, the judge is kind of a snooty douche about it, uh, and, but he says he'll wait 10 more minutes. He's probably like, come on, kid. We are already past the time when I'm supposed to go home. This is the last match of the night. I can't leave until it's over and they don't pay me overtime. I haven't had a drink in an hour. I need it. Uh, Ash makes an admittedly awesome entrance into the stadium just in time. He does like a little, he does like a little flip. Uh, down into the down into the arena. Yeah, he's like hanging from the claw on the hot air balloon because the because mm -hmm. the basket's like destroyed. Honestly, and this is weird because I'm gonna be making my second professional wrestling reference, but it's just like <laughs> this is no this is no coincidence, Jeff. <laughs> it's just like when Shawn Michaels entered the arena at WrestleMania 12, and I put a picture for you. It looks like he's. Do oh I see now he's like connected onto the crane thing yeah he's it like, like it looks like he was doing a high step <laughs> no he's like he like zip lines oh nice uh Pidgeotto collapses on the ground but, but Ash doesn't really pay it much attention um no he's like I got a battle to get to yeah I know yeah and you're you're not in my lineup so get out of here Pidgeotto uh Ash's mom yells at him to apologize to the crowd for being late. Um, but Ash don't apologize to nothing or nobody. Um, I always love, uh, when I purposely use incorrect grammar in the script and Google Docs throws up all those little red and blue squiggly lines. <laughs> I don't know why it just. But, but do you notice they never do anything for like the Pokemon names? So yeah, I know it's, I, the, you know, the Pokemon names, like even ones that I've never used, uh, in text, it will autocorrect those too. I wonder if they've added Pokemon names to, to like the autocorrect Maybe. dictionary or whatever. Because I'll type Pokemon not capitalized and without the um uh, the accent over the e, and it'll correct it. Yeah. Uh, do you remember that one time when? Because a lot of times I'll text you when I'm like driving home from work or something, so I'm using my voice to text, mm -hmm. and I said something about combating someone, and you had to point out to me that it automatically spelled combat with a K. Oh, yeah, like Mortal Kombat, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It just knows me. Well, um, the battle begins. Richie sends out his Butterfree, lazily named Happy, and Ash sends out Squirtle, even lazierly named Squirtle. <laughs> I'm like old Bill Shakespeare over here just making up words. Uh, 
Bubba, Bulbasaur, Butterfree puts, uh, I'm getting, I'm, I'm screwing myself up with all these abbreviations. <laughs> Butterfree puts uh, Squirtle to sleep and Squirtle is eliminated. Uh, this is a change from the games because normally all you have to do is a little toot on the poke flute and your Pokemon wake up. Yeah, and here's a funny story. When I was from today, when I was going through our script and I, so how Josh does, Josh writes the script. I added my stuff. So we know where we're talking uh, just so we're not talking over. It makes it a better listening experience for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw the lazierly written down. I'm like, Oh, Josh messed up. So I put it lazily, then read the rest of your line. I'm like, Oh, then I had to go back and put it back. <laughs> Cause I, I will make corrections. So Josh doesn't confuse himself when he's yeah. like, spelling things wrong or i saw him put the wrong name somewhere it all just depends on if i'm saying something like purposefully stupid or uh if i'm just if i'm just stupid yes yeah, so, there's you really never can tell yeah uh and about the being put to sleep yeah i've never heard of a pokemon being put to sleep any of the match like all any competitor would have to do is bring a jigglypuff or wigglytuff and they would wreck everyone i know um, it's like it's like oh you've got an enormous Gyarados, Jigglypuff, <laughs> and then it's done. Uh, and also, don't even think about using the move Rest, which that move it puts your Pokemon to sleep, <laughs> so they for two turns as it heals you. Yeah. Uh, Pikachu makes Happy sad, and Richie sends out Zippo. His Charmander, aptly named after a cigarette lighter. Uh, Zippo fireblasts that Pika booty, and Ash finds himself in a dilemma. He can't send out Bulbasaur against a fire type, so he makes the most, dera- the most rash decision of his entire Pokemon League tournament uh, and sends out Charizard. Why would he even have Charizard on him? Hey. Before we chastise him, let's at least acknowledge that he does not use that he knew not to use Bulbasaur in this situation. Okay, he gets like three points for that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know why he would have Charizard on him. He had so many other choices. Well, he had a Muck, a Keenler, or one of his 30 Tauros. <laughs> I, I don't know. Charizard lights Zippo up, and I hate myself for making these puns. Um, and Richie recalls it, which apparently also eliminates it from the tournament. Doesn't make any sense at all. And that leaves both Ash and Richie with one Pokemon each. Richie sends out Sparky, his Pikachu with the Pete Wentz haircut. His Pikachu. <laughs> and honestly, I've just lost all self-respect yeah. at this point. I, I don't know about the returning Charmander. That's you. That's another thing that usually doesn't make your Pokemon lose. I, I feel like they're just... You know what it is? This judge is just mm-hmm. making up rules to make the Pokemon... <laughs> The match go yep. faster just so he can get home. Yep. <laughs> uh, Charizard stomps the ground and sends a few gusts of wind at Sparky with its wings, but the crowd is upset when Charizard just lays on the ground like one of those French girls. It refuses to fight, and Professor Oak reasons that it doesn't see Sparky as worthy competition, so it's not even going to fight, which causes itself to be eliminated, making Richie the winner. Um, it's honestly so, so very fitting that Ash's ineptitude is his undoing in the tournament. Um, it's like something that the writers have been setting up since the very first episode. They've been playing chess this whole time while the rest of us have just been playing Uno. (laughs) Ash is super embarrassed and I am just bursting with schadenfreude. 
Um, Richie runs to a crying Ash. Ash shakes his hand and congratulates him, and the crowd goes wild at the sportsmanship. I do love good sportsmanship. Uh, Ash tells Richie to win the next one for him. Brock says, from his view, they're both winners, which is just complete and total nonsense. It's even better, because in the Japanese ver- original, uh, Brock says that Ash needs to hold back his tears because he is a boy. Ooh. <laughs> throw some sexism in there, boy. Ooh, throw it. Boys don't cry. Or or some misogyny on top of yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, no, no, no. What we're looking for, toxic, ma- toxic masculinity is what we're looking for. There we go. Uh, and so that is the end of our episode. So, Josh, what did you think uh, of this episode? Um, I said last week that um, I was rooting for Richie, so I love this episode. So I have some problems with this episode. Mm-hmm. For one, they could have just made the whole episode the battle because that's yep. what we all came here to see. Yep. Ash being late. I think I looked. The episode is like the last five minutes. Yeah. Uh, the battle really. is the last five minutes of the episode. Um, again, and I said in the last episode that they should have had one more match each and then have them face in the top eight. And yep. just have a full ep like don't have Ash lose a shenanigans. But I will commend the writers on this because typically, especially this time, you don't see in a kid show, you don't see the main person lose very often. Yeah. Yep. I guess they knew that they had to stretch it out for like, you know, twenty five years. So, so they didn't want him to win right, win right off the bat. Yeah, but I, I definitely think it's cool that, um, and I, you know, everyone makes a big deal because it's not till the Alola season that he actually wins. But I think because it's a good thing for the kids to just see, you know, you don't win everything, but you can still, you know, do your best. Yeah. And it's a good message overall. And I, it just amazes me how much they'll like get to a big event and then they'll have just like the biggest filler episode ever (laughs) it's like it's like they get to like he could like he could make it all the way if he beats his friend here and then like 90 percent of the episode he's just like in the back of team rockets fan yeah and as we get on to other leagues if I remember correctly, I think the writers learned their lesson and they get uh, a little better. So here's the thing. We have one more episode of season one, which is awesome. We're going to go right into season two. And I'm going to say right now that the Orange Island season is probably one of my least favorite seasons. So get ready. Oh, no. But luckily, it's a shorter we're gonna season. Be, we're going to be complaining a lot. Yes, we are. <laughs> at, at least I think so. There will be a lot of complaining coming up. Um. All right, let's go to our... <laughs> Just what the people love when they listen to podcasts is two thir- mid- early 30s dudes complaining about a show from when they were eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our question of the week this week, because we're talking about Ash and Richie's rivalry, uh, have you ever had a friendly rivalry with someone? Uh, not really. I don't know. I'm not super competitive about anything. Like, the only thing I'm super competitive about is trivia. Like, sports and stuff, I just don't really care. Yes, because Josh and I used to be on a trivia team, and we won almost... We got in the top three almost every week. Yeah, I mean, we were serious about it. Yeah. I miss trivia. I do, too. Uh, They had trivia at Jesse's company's Christmas party, and I won. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm proud of you, Jeff. Yes. Um, yeah, I really don't have a friendly rivalry with anyone either. Two of my uh, two of my best friends are brothers. One's older and one's younger. Because you know that's how. How brothers? That's how. That's how time. Even that's if how time and that's how time and age. Even if works, they were, <laughs> even if they were twins, one would be older, one would be younger. Yeah. One was one was two years older, but they had uh uh they kind of had what well, they claimed they didn't, but we always called it the Higdon brother rivalry. Um, because like one of them got married and then shortly after that, like the other one got married and then one started having kids. So the other started having kids. Um, but that was like, they had been, they had had like that kind of rivalry going on since before they got married and all that stuff. It was just, I mean, and it it was just a joke. It's not like they were actually enemies or anything. It was just funny. Yeah. Unlike a mutual friend who didn't like me having all the tension. So we, I get married and then she announces she's getting married. (laughs) <laughs> then I have a kid, and then she announces she's having a kid. Uh, well, <laughs> never mind. I won't make that joke. That's mean. <laughs> well, y- y- you're still married. <laughs> I- I'm still married. So, ha, huh, who won now? <laughs> uh, it's okay. She's a malignant narcissist. I-, I don't even think I've had a not friendly rivalry. I I mean, I okay, don't. Okay, yes, I, I have. But. It's okay because he has the girl now, and I'm married to someone else. So that's fine. <laughs> Actually, it is kind of a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have time for one quick story? We, oh, I've always got time for your stories, Jeff. So my friend Amy, um, she, she, well, she's married to this jerkwad now. I don't think Amy I... listens to this. I know he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we might have had a thing in college. But she was dating him, so I cut it off because I'm a mm-hmm. good guy. Wow. Um, and then, you know, we get this after Jesse and I are married. Uh, we get invited to their wedding. Uh, so I go and I stay at my friends Matt and Nicole's place. Tyler is staying there, too. And we know we're all going to the wedding. Jesse's there. And then it comes the dollar dance. All right. Now, What's I the dollar dance. You've never heard of a dollar dance at a wedding? Uh. Not at a wedding. I've heard of people doing a dollar dance in other places. <laughs> so the, I'm pretty sure it's not the same thing. It we, sounds really weird if it we is. did it at my wedding. Uh, I don't remember that. Okay, so the dollar dance is where the groom. I'd also been. I'd also been drinking at your wedding. So. <laughs> the groom and the bride get on the dance floor, and either the best man and maid of honor, you know, and people go and they pay to dance with either the groom or the bride. Oh, okay. So yeah. nobody takes off their clothes. Okay. No. Yeah. So they're getting ready to do the dollar dance. And um, we're sitting. It's me, my friends, Matt. Nicole's up there because she's the maid of honor. Uh, so it's me, Jesse, Matt, and Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, and Amy, you know, the person who just got married, her dad mm-hmm. comes over and he greets me. I knew uh, he... He actually was the head of the special ed department at the college Amy and I went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, so him, he knew me and he asked me how I'm doing. He goes, oh, it's the dollar dance. And he goes and he gives me a dollar to go dance with Amy. Granted, remember, the person she's marrying is the person I had the rivalry with. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I'm like, the father of the bride gives you a dollar to go dance with the bride. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I can't turn that down because then I'm the jerk because then I just stole his dollar. Yeah. <laughs> so I go get in line. I really don't want to. And I hand over and Amy are dancing. I get back and Tyler, my wife, and Matt are just hysterically laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? They're like, when you got there and started dancing with Amy, Jaron, her husband, um, he just stopped dancing with who he was dancing with and just stared like daggers <laughs> at you. Way to go, Jeff. Uh, you nearly ruined a, a marriage during the during this uh, reception. <laughs> and I'm like, hold on. I go, what's the... I go, can you obviously... I came here with my wife. Mm-hmm. So obviously you got the girl. I have a different girl now. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll talk. I I can tell the story, or is that the end of the story? I'm sorry. That is the end of the story. So I I'll tell I'll tell about a regular rivalry. <laughs> so uh, my group of friends from high school, almost all of us, because we grew up in Tuscaloosa, which is where the University of Alabama is, and like most of us got scholarships to go there, so we pretty much all went to the University of Alabama. And there was another group of guys that we graduated with. I mean, it's were, the University of Alabama. You just have to have all your teeth and they give you a scholarship, I, right? Exactly. Exactly. Some of us, they had to potty or uh, like indoor plumbing train. But, <laughs> you know, that didn't take very long. We're quick learners. It only took like a month or two. Um, but uh, there was another group of guys like about the same number, but they were like the the bizarro friend group of ours. Like they were kind of like the... The, like the douchebag version of our uh, friend group. And so we uh, all played on an intramural dodgeball team together. And like, we all looked like me. So we were just like little dorky dudes, but we were surprisingly good. I think other teams like underestimated us and we like, we like won a bunch. And so they started a team too. And they were talking like a ton, just like, massive amounts of trash about us like like there's no way they can throw and stuff like like they're not any good and we were like okay that's fine like we'll play on we'll see what happens and we absolutely and it was one guy in particular um who was doing most of the trash talking and so we were like okay we'll play y'all and we played them and just like destroyed them just like complete shutout like i don't think they won a single match out of like the however many we played and then <laughs> the guy that was talking a bunch bunch of trash the next year he would he tried to get get some of us to be on his dodgeball team <laughs> and we were like no that was that was um a satisfying ending to me so as you all have learned Josh and I don't have friendly rivalries. We have <laughs> unfriendly rivalries. We have arch nemesis. Yes. Arch nemesis. Arch nemesis. Kate, we need some help here. <laughs> All right. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Pokemon Snapshot, or you can send us an email at thepokemonsnapshot at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, so look us up there as well. Also, leave us a rating on your listening app of your choosing so other Pokemon fans just like yourself can find the podcast. All right, Josh, do you have anything else to add? I don't. This has been one of our longest episodes in a while. Yeah, that the, We've just been rambling. Yes. All right. So please join us next time when we will be watching Friends to the End. Friends to the End.